Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey, Crazy Cool Parents, welcome to the Weekly Rethink. Today we're going to talk about a subject that if you have a kid that's, oh, what should we say, like second grade or above, you've talked about this subject, and the subject is grades. We want to talk to you about how to deal with grades in your home. What should be the expectations of your kids? Um, should you be, you know, having them always strive to make straight A's? What should be your role in helping them? And let's just start with an overall statement. We, I have our daughter, we have, I should say, Suzanne and I have um, our second daughter, Madeline, and our second son, Maddox, here with us to talk about how we treat Two of them. our smartest children. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, this would be a different podcast if we had some of the others in here. We had some of the dumb ones <laughs> in <kidding>. here. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, no. They can't hear us. They probably won't even listen to this. Yeah. Um, but so... The overall statement I want to make first is a statement that um, Suzanne and I were talking about as we were going into this, and it's just a, such a great thing is you, you got to get your kids to own their grades, that they've got to want the, to, to have good grades more than you want them to, and that's very possible to do. We inspire in them. We teach them throughout their, um, from childhood all the way from first grade up into high school to where that by the time you guys get into high school, we're not really looking at your grades. And so we want to walk through that process and then also um, talk about some kind of ancillary stuff with respect to grades. So, but the overall theme is, is and, and Suzanne, jump in with this, is that because you were a big part of having, of the day-to-day part of that is we got to get our kids to own their own grades, right? Yeah, for sure. And with that, I mean, you could, I don't know where your kids are on the spectrum. You might have kids that care way too much about their grades. They are, are worried about it. Maybe they're perfectionists. And so they freak out if they make a B or whatever that is. They freak out if they do something bad or wrong and they're really hard on themselves. Or maybe it's on the opposite end of that and they don't care about grades at all. It doesn't matter to them. They don't want to um, perform for the teacher or, the, or the, anything else like that. And I just want to give you a perspective that just remember that a grade is a number that is attached to their performance on that subject or that test or that grade or whatever that is. And parents back out a little bit and help that child that's a perfectionist to see that it's just a number and it does not at all contribute to their identity or who they are. And then on the other end of that, if they're not working at all, and that's the part we're probably going to talk about the most today is how do we motivate our kids to do their best and be their best when it comes to going after that number? Yeah, so, and what do you do with a lazy kid? Or what do you do with a perfectionist kid? Um, but also, how do you train your kids to do it themselves? Right. So that, you know, and, and so often parents, we want to stay with them. And I really think that causes a lot of, in so many areas, causes a lot of parent-teenager conflict in particular. And you guys jump in with this about um how did how did we treat your grades? Think about maybe when uh, Madeline and and Maddox, when you guys were 
maybe in elementary school and maybe even in middle school and going into high school. What, what do you remember about how we dealt with you guys with your grades? Yeah, I think that it's interesting that they have number two here and then number six. Yeah. Because I think that <laughs> grade <changed>. strictness <laughs> may be uh, changed over the years. So that's also helpful to know. Or For me, great expectations when they were what they expected of me. One depended on how small the youngest child was in the family, <laughs> as whether or not they expected things or enforced things. Um, <clears throat> but when they did... Um, it was for me, they always expected somewhere around B and A or to make a B or an A mainly the main driver of that was dad. I think more so than mom. Um, because I think dad knew the weight of it, like the weight of learning the lesson more so than mom cared about the weight of learning the lesson, which was like, if I wanted to get into good college or whatever in high school, I needed to learn how to make good grades when I was younger. Um, a lot of my grades were self-motivated, I think, because I was the old on the older end. And so I didn't really have, I mean, I, I like, I don't even really remember them being like, did you finish your project? Did you do this? Like the nagging part, they just didn't really nag. And I don't know if that's because they just had other things going on. <laughs> I had no idea what projects you were doing. <laughs> yeah. If it was because they had other kids or if it's just because they chose to not waste their words nagging me on things that I was going to get done on my own. But think about like for you. Think about middle school, because that's when you started school. We homeschooled Madeline up to sixth grade. Mm -hmm. She started school in sixth grade. Um, so homeschool was there was no grades. It was just get the work <laughs> check done. Check plus imaginary. <laughs> it's called a check plus smiley face, that's and we right. got it on everything. But when you okay. were in middle school, so Maddox started school in third grade, um, uh, started uh, you know uh, his traditional school, I should say. And then um, in middle school, what was the – how did we get you – both of you think about how did we get you to where now both of you you're Maddox is a sophomore in high school Madeline's graduated from college how did we train you or how did how did it work for that you were became self-sufficient with your schooling uh yeah so I think it it started off in it started off in lower school where y'all were like like you had to like I had my list of homework to do that I had to do every week and y'all had to like sign it or, like for oh, every I day. Yes. Right. So yes. it's like y'all were on. so annoyed. I was like, can't, <laughs> I, the first time I did it, I signed the whole page, and the teacher's like, you can't do that. You have to sign it every day. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was this like this like task of I have to like I my mom and me are like doing my homework almost together, and then in middle school we started to like separate. And I started to take it for myself of I want to make the good grade. I want to care about um, what's going on. I want to check my grades, especially having my grades online really helps to like check it. And so um, it's, I, it started off with me wanting to care about my grades with my mom and us doing it together. And then I kind of just like fizzled out and we just I wanted to do it for myself. Yeah. I think my motivators were probably to perform for my parents, mainly my dad, just to be like, look, I made a good grade. Or if he did check my grades, it would, like in middle school, it would be like, oh, look, your Madeline's making all A's, or oh, you only have one B, or whatever that is. And then I think my other motivating factor was peer to peer. I wanted to win. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make better grades, or at least like be in the running with my friends. I had a, yeah, I had a friend who we would always like try and make 
higher grades than each other. So nerdy. <laughs> but we also played sports. Well, I was just going to say, I do. I mean, I know you, you laugh at me because I don't. It's like, mom doesn't care, whatever. But I remember saying, oh, no, Mannings don't make a C. I mean, we don't make Cs. We make As and we make Bs. We put in the effort that it takes to make an A and a B. I remember saying that for sure. Right. And Maddox, I, I want to address with you, uh, and then we'll talk about Madeline a little bit. You know, you have a tendency to um, procrastinate a little bit, um, and yeah, so and and you're and, and also you're um, you're also um, I think that the passion for grades isn't as high as say Madeline's is. So, but yet you still um, you know we don't we don't check your uh, grades a lot. And so, tell us kind of how you know you talked about like grade school to middle school now to high school so how have we treated you with with your personality and also how have you taken on more and more of your own responsibility for grades yeah so um i'm a really good at procrastinating i'd say that's my best <laughs> trait i'd say i'm really good at it. but with that like i have to overcome it in many different ways because i mean i can do my homework the night of I can do it the, whenever I, what's going on? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we're having technical difficulties. I, uh, <laughs> I, can, I can do my homework the night before or the morning of or whatever that looks like um, just because I just could. I understood most of the subjects or what was going on. Um, but sometimes whenever you have like three or four things that pile up, <laughs> it's kind of hard to do it all before. So um, stuff like a planner and writing down my stuff and like just basic stuff where y'all have helped me walk through or just basic um, student tips and stuff like that. So that, that frustrates really a parent that is, you know, a lot of our parents are feeling like they always need to be on their kids and always need to be. And so if the kid's not, and the kid's doing stuff the morning of, and so parents, one of the things we've got to tell you is, is you got to let your kids fail a little bit. You got to teach Natural them. Natural consequences are your friend. Yeah, and, and, it, and so we have to, I have to understand. So Madeline... And Madeline, I want you to talk about kind of your, how you approach school, you know, uh, really middle school, because homeschooling was totally different. It was every day's a new day, and we're going to move through that. But but in middle school to high school and how you approach school and in and, and the same way, um, uh, because it's a little bit different for you. Yeah, I didn't procrastinate as much, but I also would not say that I did everything like perfectly either. Madeline's deal was she was just not very organized and she would much rather hang out with people than do the tasks of pen and paper. And yes. so she would wait or push it till the very last minute, not so much because of procrastination, but because there were so many other things going on. And I wouldn't sleep. Then I would stay up That's all right. night and finish things. But normally it was because I had basketball practice and then yearbook. And then after yearbook, we all went to yogurt story. And then it was like this, that, and the other. And so school would just get put on the back burner but the the problem that are they had to like relax for me because I made good grades and I figured it out and I did it and they didn't have to be on my back about it and so it was like the next day I was tired but that was my own natural consequence that I had to deal with because I waited to do my score because I was hanging out with people or because I was too busy or had too full of a schedule but I still like made fine grades and so it wasn't 
like that big of a deal. And really more than fine grades. And, and Maddox is just getting into this, but he's making good. I mean, you guys both made excellent grades. Um, you know, we're for sure top 25 percent, if if not a little higher. And then, you know, um, and what I want to tell parents here is that realize there's that can be really frustrating for a parent because you see your child, you know, maybe you don't know whether they're really going to pull it off. <laughs> and, and and they've got very different personalities. And, and remember, they're teenagers. They don't know what they're doing, but you're trying to equip them to know what they're doing. And sometimes it takes a lot of patience to make that happen. And I think that part of that is really instilling in them in middle school what your expectations are and helping train them in middle school for high school. Well, and I think a big part of that, too, is loving to learn. When did you guys start? When did when did, I remember when it flipped for you, Maddox? I don't know if I was even aware when it happened for you, Madeline, but when did it flip and you realize, oh, it's not just about the projects and the grades and the worksheets. It's about, I want to learn what the teachers are saying. Mine was probably freshman year of high school. And it was in, I just remember having a few teachers that loved, the teachers loved what they were doing. And so then I was like, well, if you're going to love geometry, then I'll love geometry. And if you're going to love biology, then I'll love biology. Yeah. And there was a lot of, I like have very distinct memories of those classes and the teachers bringing fish in to like to explain to us stuff and taking us outside to fly kites to explain to us stuff. And so it was just like a really felt really exciting and like I wanted to be a part of learning. Yeah, I think, I think mine's a transition between sort of middle school, sort of high school. Middle school, I kind of felt like I was being babied, and so I didn't really feel like anything mattered or did anything. But high school was whenever it's kind of similar. I had really good teachers that really liked what they were doing, as well as like it felt like it counted. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta actually like do yeah. something. It counts. It's going somewhere. Um, also, I don't know. I guess it just, it just clicked in that like, schoolwork wasn't as necessarily work because just interesting. You know, especially like in history, I really find history interesting, and so. Uh, I found found what I found interesting and just like kind of ran with it. Yeah, and so that's what I just wanted to say to you parents is um, our goal in middle school is to not burn our kids out. I mean, the grades do not matter when it comes to middle school, when it comes to adding up to who they're going to be. They're actually just working on their work ethic and they're working on practicing learning and they're working on loving learning. And then they get into middle school and that's where you're adding in responsibility and your systems, like we mentioned, and and the different things that they need to do to be a success when they get to the place, which is about high school, where they're now given the opportunity to love to learn. You've got all the other, you've got the foundation laid from elementary and middle school. And I mean, it's perfect because the school system set up that that's now when grades start counting. And so let them learn to let them learn to not turn in their grades and ele- or their papers in elementary and middle school when it doesn't really matter so that it's not painful. Like Maddox, you were talking about digging yourself out of a hole one time when you got a zero. Yeah. I mean, getting like I would get a zero. I only happened like once, but I just saw it as this, it was like, painful. And that's this, why like, it happened anger in that in that grade, because it's just so hard to work back and work yeah. back and doing the math and seeing what how I can get it up. Well, and parents teach your kids how to make an A in a class in terms of, you know, Maddox, we were just talking about before the podcast, how I showed you guys how to make an A, what, what grades you needed to make and then how you kept track of your grades throughout the semester 
And again, parents, we're doing it so they can do it on their own. And we did that in middle school. And so then you would you would come up to me and say, hey, dad, what let's calculate what grade I have to make on the final to make an A in the class. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember going through that in, in factoring in a zero and just showing before you even got the zero, before it was even a natural consequence, and so that you did see how it dropped. And so parents, if you have a student that has a hard time getting their work done or you're having to fight them to get their work done, then go ahead and show them what that grade looks like with a zero or two zeros or three zeros factored in. Yeah, and then going on top of that, teaching them how to make an A, I think that that's something that mom and dad did really well was to like know our giftings. And so for Mackenzie, making an A was really different than for me making an A, which is even different than Macy making an A and Molly making an A. And like, if you heard Molly talk about math, she would be like, me making an A in math was not possible. Like I was going to make a B. I was going to make a B if I was lucky, probably a C. And so them just knowing that that's how her brain works, whereas they could expect for me to make an A and because I am able to work, it works differently. Or I just even remember my dad sitting down with me and I would bring my algebra to him and be like, okay, I don't understand this. And he would take me to the back of the book where there was all the practice problems. And he would be like, do all of these until you get them right. And I was like, this is so annoying. But it he like worked with me and taught me how to learn the concept, not just finish the homework. And so when I got to college and and, and on, I was like continuing to like learn the problem, not just the concept. And so then like working with us specifically based off our personalities to help us be able to make the A, which in our minds, it could be the A or the B or the C. It doesn't really mean an A has to be an A. It's just like they worked to make us do the best that we could do at that class. Or in that subject. Yeah, and I love that you said that, Madeline, because like McCade is wired to do math and science. And so he's great. So he's in the honors class of math and science, but it would kill him if we were to put him in an English honors class. Like it is <laughs> least favorite subject. And so no. But Maddox is in all like but, history, English, but AP. He's like, in AP history and English. Exactly. That's his favorite subjects. And so just pay attention to where your kids are and then support them in their subjects that they're strong in. And then, I mean, I guess support them in the subject that they're weak in too. And just know that and not, don't blanket expect them to have, you know, be perfect in all of them. Yeah. So, Parents, part of this is just teaching them how to study, how to make grades so that, again, you're training them to do it on their own. And also the final thing we want to talk about, and, and it relates to teaching them how to study and just just to enjoy it with them. So often grades, you know, Suzanne talks about burnout and, and it's so true. We get on them so much for their grades in fourth grade that they don't get an E for excellent right. that by the time they get to eighth grade, it's, 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 they don't a, care. and, and you create a wedge in your relationship with your kid about grades. And it creates this, um, this conflict that doesn't need to be there. Well, instead, if you're using that younger years to train them how to study, and then let's even talk about projects. Oh my goodness. Especially as we get into middle school, uh, maybe even, and even in grade school now, there's these massive projects we do. They become this nightmare because parents wind up doing it for them or the kid winds up not being responsible about it, getting yelled at by their parents. So Suzanne, so just, tell us about one of y'all's projects. What's your perspective? Like, I don't know, Maddox, I can think of the flower, pro yeah. wildflower project. I can think of. There's, I don't know. I, I think that every single project I've done, including papers, I've used my mom's help some way, <laughs> shape or form, just because like I, I needed it or I didn't understand it, especially in art. I'm so bad at art. And so like <laughs> anything drawing or anything like that, I had your help. But 
of just like us doing it together, like flower project or that project in third grade with the shoe box. I don't even yes. know what that was, but like <laughs> sitting down and us doing it and her teaching me like how to do this, this and that, which I like, like I, now I know how to use a hot glue gun. Like yeah, now which I, is know, so cool, right? Like, yeah, like now I know how to do stuff. And so, but it's like that community that we had of just me and you um, figuring out and doing it. So I guess I made the good grade on it, but I also had the experience behind it, which is better. And I'll use that for longer. Yeah, and so that's what I just want to encourage you parents that instead of dreading those projects that are coming up, looking forward to them as an opportunity to connect with your kid, to work on a project. And I used to be so overwhelmed and so frustrated. Oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? There's another project. Mackenzie had to do a board game about a mystery, Nancy Drew mystery book that she read, and I was, like, livid. And then we got into it, and it was so much fun. And I think that flipped it even for me, like, oh, no, these projects are fun. This is going to be amazing and so just if you look at that looking at it that way and then also parents hear what Maddox said that he learned how to use the glue gun and while it was terrifying for me to allow his little self to burn himself with the glue which he did it's so valuable to let your kids do the project because one if you do it then they don't get to feel good about themselves they get they get hung up on well mommy does it better I'm not going to do it anyway and then also don't you remember Maddox walking up and down and we're like parent did that parent did that parent <laughs> And so your teacher knows if you give it to your kid or if you do it. And so let your kid do it. Let them succeed. Yeah. So let's, um, let's wrap up. And um, I want to bring up just a, did you have something else to say? Uh, I mean, yeah, nothing about the projects, but like if we're, if you can't get it in middle school and it's too late, then there's always high school. You know, it's better to (laughs) still connect, right? It's better to to teach them how to learn and to teach them how to do all that in high school than sending them off to college and they just have no clue what they're doing. Oh, so good. Yeah. You know, when you get to college <laughs> and you sit in that you. class with 250 people and then the next week there's 225 people and then the next <laughs> week and then you like know the people. I had multiple friends who did not make it through their freshman year of college at A&M because they didn't know because how to they study. didn't know how to study. Well, and they didn't let, choose to love to learn. I mean, because if you yeah. think about the university level, that is full ownership of your education. <laughs> you have to love it, whether you like the professor or the textbook. There's nothing that's there's no red carpet rolled out for you. Yeah, and you're paying for it. So, yeah. So as we wrap up, um, just a few things that uh, we'll summarize with. There's one: um, teach your kids how to study and, and teach them in the elementary school. You know, even in, in third grade, Suzanne's talking about teach them how to use the glue gun, teach them how let them hands on, let them make mistakes, let them make bad grades, let them make zeros, because it's teaching them the consequences, natural consequences, so that they learn that they don't want that to happen to them. And they and then, you know, over as they get into middle school, teach them how to study, teach them how to make grades, teach them how to follow their own calendar, teach them how to be responsible, even with all their personalities. Um, and you're going to have to, again, allow them their own freedoms to do things the way they want to. Otherwise, you're going to be the one hovering over. And then finally, Suzanne was talking about just teaching them how to learn and, and let, teach them a love for learning. And that if you if you instill those things over and over again, they will start to own it when they get into middle school and high school. Final thoughts? Well, yeah, I just wanted to just, we started out with how do you motivate that kid that doesn't want to learn on that end? And then how do you support that kid that is a perfectionist? And so I just want to close with the super practical with that. And so that child that doesn't want to do it, doesn't have ownership or anything else like that. I would just tell my kids, okay, 
I know that it feels like it's a beating to go to school every day, but what you're actually doing is you are practicing for your job, for your career. You get up in the morning and you spend eight hours in the classroom, and that's what you're going to do when you're an adult, but you're going to go to your job. And so right now, your homework is the work you're turning in, and the grade you get back is your paycheck. And so we're going to practice doing our job well. We're going to do it to the best of our ability. And so that's how you're going to sell them. You know, we always talk about selling to our kids. That's how you're going to sell them how to motivate themselves when it comes to making the grade. That's your grade. That's not my grade. I'll help you with that grade, but that's 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 your that's your number that's representing your work. And we want the biggest paycheck that we can get from that. And so then now fast forward or I mean go to the the other end of the spectrum where you've got the perfectionist. Macy was my perfectionist and she was so hard on herself. I we never got onto her for grades. I mean for any kind of if it was a good grade we celebrated her, but if it was a bad grade we didn't even need to because she would just we either be a puddle of tears or she'd be super frustrated or she would motivate herself and set herself all all of herself <laughs> and she would so just know know your children when they're perfectionists and allow them to to make mistakes and tell them that it's okay and that it's and not to worry about it and it's going to be fine does anybody have anything to say about perfectionism? <laughs> well, I just think it all comes back to relationship. And um, we need to connect with our kids and help them to be their best and help them to do it on their own. And, and if they do that, they will be trained for the future. Everything we say comes back to relationship, including grades. Grades are all about relationship. They're all about connection. And they're all about training them to, to go on to the next level on their own. So Maddox. And Madeline, Suzanne, thanks for being here. And we will uh, see you next time. Go be crazy parents, crazycoolfamily.com.